Powered by Illusione Cigars, this is the unofficial and unauthorized Disillusione D program podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe to Capitalist Radio wherever you're currently listening. I am Capitalist Media at Capitalist Media. That's K A P L O W I T Z. On Twitter with me is my co host, Dion Giolito. Gio, Giolito, Gilito, Giolito, Do we have jo- to go through this every jo- single episode? Owner of Illusione. No, Illusione? Cigars. Find them at not www. I learned that. IllusioneCigars.com. That's I L L U S I O N E. And um, that's also C O M at the end of that so dion how you doing pretty good got a little late start this morning but it's okay do do you have a case of the mondays no no um didn't sleep all that well last night so uh kind of slept in like an extra half hour this morning so uh, you're typically an early riser is that correct yeah like that's that's what i'm getting yeah about 5 36 in the morning i kind of like wake up i i have like a an alarm set to some nice classical music station some british classical music station uh classic oh, fm that comes on at like 5 30 in the morning you know gently wakes me up depending as long as it's not the 1812 overture you know it's it it's a right nice, no cannons yeah no no, cannons. yeah yeah then i'd be like a cat on the roof you know claws out right but you'd be awake wouldn't you yeah i mean what's really the point of an alarm that's why i never really understood those soothing awake alarms it, it's it, it's you want to be alarmed you want to get up you don't want to get up lethargically and then spend an hour getting the rest of the way up so there's a it's kind of like the cold shower hot shower uh kind of it's like the showers it's like a fine line of being too hot or being too cold and the alarms are the same way you wake up to an alarm and if the alarm is so soothing it just it it becomes part of your dream state and then you sleep (laughs) right through it and then you're like oh man this is really nice and all of a sudden you wake up and you're late for everything right you had to be somewhere 40 minutes ago so there's a fine line what a rest yeah i remember when i was a little kid my dad got me because i i was always sleeping in late and he actually tried several different back in the day those analog uh alarm clocks with a little am fm radio on it and there was different ways you could wake up wake up to that or blah 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 he eventually got me an old school i had to wind it up every night Mm-hmm. kind of alarm with the two bells on top of the face but who wants to do that like a... okay so the first time it went off i almost went through my ceiling mm-hmm. i don't know if you've heard those before but they really put the alarm in alarming yeah they do it it's it's horrible like i couldn't believe it and then for like the next little bit of time i had to wind this thing every night and knowing I was giving it the energy it needed to scare the shit out of me every morning. I'm surprised. And, and uh, yeah, I'm surprised you don't have PTSD after those. I mean, a lot of people probably do with those traditional alarm clocks. I mean, they are just that. They are alarming. I mean, it's like ridiculously oh, like from a room over. Yeah, it's, like yeah. uh, everybody in the apartment is waking up. Yeah. 
I, I mean, it's it's it, it signals nuclear war. I think that's the first thing I think of in the morning. It's like you you have eight minutes to live. Run for cover. <laughs> Six if you find cover. Right. Yes, because um, well, no, no, be in ten figure if you find cover. Eight if you don't. Six if you just look to get blown up. What 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 would you do if you knew you had eight minutes left? Would you facilitate it happening quicker? ride out the full eight or try to make it last till nine. I don't know what I would do. I, I actually don't know what I would do. Cause everybody says, Oh, I would do this. I would do that. We don't know. We don't know. You just don't know we until don't you know. get into the position until you get into the situation. You, you have no idea. I think I'd think about that until I ran out of time. If I had to guess. Yeah. I would think about my course of action until I ran out of time because roughly eight minutes, you know, that sneaks up on you quickly. I think probably if I had between six and eight minutes, I think the first five minutes would be okay. Where do I have the best chance of survival? I would be thinking about where I could go, what I could do. And then three minutes to get there. Okay. So you would try, but, uh, but in my scenario, I mean, we're all toast. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. So, so it, that is different. Yeah, but I would I would do yours. Uh, I would do uh, that tack yeah. if there was a chance of survival. But if there's no chance of survival, it almost takes – it kind of takes the stress out of dying. We're all doing it together. You know? It, it doesn't matter anymore. I don't like it's, doing things together. That's it's It sounds – I don't either, but if we're all shuffling off to Buffalo yeah, together, yeah. I mean, it, it, it takes the onus off of your own death. It, it kind of it, it, it dulls it a little bit. There's, it's just it's over. It's the big over. It's not your personal over. Your personal over is just part of the big old over. Mm. You know, and it's like it is what it is. And I, I can't like, you know, the, the, the sun stopped sunning. I don't know. And and we're all going to die. Right. Or it's going to explode and we're all going to die and the scientists know this, even though it would have happened already and it takes a while to get here. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. So you didn't ask me how I was doing. Oh, yeah. Jeez, yeah. man, where are my manners? How, how are you doing? I, I, I just don't know. I'm doing th- – thank you for asking. Thank you for asking. I'm doing good. I'm doing, in fact, real good, Dion. I covered my nut at the top of the month. I said I covered my nut. Hmm. Oh, good. Does that does that mean anything to you? Because I've I've used that, and I don't know where I picked it up from. Covering my nut, or that covered my nut. I don't know if you know what that term is or not. Yeah, you've you've made all your bills. You've paid it. You've you've got everything paid down to the penny. You don't know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. I didn't realize it was as obscure as I, I'm starting to think it is. Because I said that to a couple other people to try it out or to try them out. No idea what I was talking about. Never heard of covering a nut. Right. Or made, yeah, I made the nut. I made the nut. This made the nut, covered right. the nut, whatever. My nut. Everybody has a nut. And that's their cost of living for a specific period of time, usually a month. Right. Is that, where did I pick that up from that it's not, popular culture nomenclature for the masses a lot of this is dynamic right now it's a lot of the old phrases are moving out and there are new phrases moving in i'd be interested to see what the new phrase is for getting all your bills paid on time other than oh i made my nut this month right yeah exactly so that's an excellent point i'm not married to covering my nut 
I'll use whatever you want me to use. So you don't look at me like I'm from the 1920s, but you know, you got to give me options. You got to, you got to let me know what's up because I'm not going to sit there and go, yes, I have acquired the wealth needed um, in this short span of time to uh, pay all my debtors what is owed. I, I mean, you got to give me something a little cooler yeah, so where, than that. Where would we look it my up? Nut, making my nut. Where do you find that? Where do you find the phrase? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Urban Dictionary. I don't know. God Is there forbid. a, a hipphrases.com you can go to? <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 because I, I, there's a vacuum. It's like there. a thesaurus. And that's yeah, what well, I've If you learned. can find a thesaurus for phrases, I think that would really help because then you would think that, uh, people wouldn't be dating themselves. They wouldn't be feeling out of place when they're at the cocktail party and they say the phrase and then everybody kind of looks at them with that blank stare. (laughs) I'm going to go stand over here now. The, 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 uh, uh, The other funny thing that happened with it is shortly after my little social experiment with realizing nobody knew who it was, and these weren't younger people than me. It wasn't like I was talking to millennials. I don't do that. I just happened not to. I just not like an overt effort not to. But um, I listened to Conan O'Brien's podcast, and he was talking to God damn it, I forget who he was talking to, but covering my nut came up, and he attributed it to old Hollywood. To me, if I had to guess, I probably heard it in gambling circles. That's where I mostly hear it. Okay, so Hollywood, you would think, is wrong. Or entertaining, you would think, is wrong. But, but Dion, you want to know what the, uh, what the etymology of it is? Because I'm kind of, a, kind of a word geek. It's kind of a good story. Sure. It's not bad. Okay, here we go. See, it seems back in Old England, that's where it originates. And it's from Gypsy Circuses. So Conan O'Brien was mm-hmm. right. Gypsy circuses. Basically, they would blow into a town and the mayor or the city council, whoever was in charge there, would take the wheel, the nuts off their wheels, off hmm. their wagon wheels. And they would let them squat there and they would perform there. And then when they made their nut is when they made enough money that they were able to take a cut for themselves and pay off the city officials and they would get hmm. their nut back. And they would go on to the next town. Yeah, I like that gypsy, that whole gypsy vibe. Isn't yeah. that good? I like it too. I mean, it's in, it's part of my uh, ancestry. Have yeah. a little gypsy in me. Well, but, you oh, know, you, good. you don't. So, like, if you're in like in, in a piazza in Italy, there's a lot of gypsies there. You know, they're they're beggars, they're homeless. You don't mm. want to let them come up to you and touch you, uh, and look at you in the eye because then they will they they cast a spell on you, and then you're done. You're well, done. I know. And, and I got to say, I like the idea that I have gypsy blood in me. Um, so as an idea, not, not as a, like, let me hang out. Note to gypsies. self, never look you in the eye. <laughs> what you're afraid of cast a spell on me. Catching feels. No, but, but the story has everything. England. I love England. Yeah. Gypsies, you know how I feel about gypsies. Freaking circuses. Yeah. G- Gypsy oh, circus is number one in my book. 
Oh my God. I can't even, uh, uh, I mean, wow. You know, mm-hmm. wow. I, I'm, I'm honestly not familiar with what a gypsy circus entails, but it's gotta oh, be great. It's gotta be the best. Fantastic. Not that uppity right. Russian circus. Or that turn of last century you know, P.T. Barnum carnival barking circus. No. I mean, that's close to being cool. But and then you get the elephants and uh, which is cool. And I'm not a PETA kind of guy, but it is. Yeah, I don't, like that. I don't like that part. And uh, yeah, and it, it wound up being a bigger and bigger and bigger part until then it wasn't. Right. And then they weren't. But uh, and then you have the French circus. The circus mm-hmm. so so late. great, by the way. Well, that's horrible. I don't know. I, it's, uh, it's, kind of, it's creepy. I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. I could I could see the greatness and I could see the. Well, ugh. they're very very talented. Yeah, it they're straddles. very talented. They're 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 very fit acrobatic uh, uh, actors. It, it's oh, the absolutely. highest skill set of I any mean, circus. It, it's nuts. I mean, what they do. As a, as, a, as a circus historian and a professional circus writer, I could tell you in all certainty that it takes the highest skill. No, absolutely, and it's one of the most soleil. dangerous. I mean, those guys are getting hurt all the time, the men and women that work in that thing. They're always, oh, I yeah. would imagine, because they're just yeah. dangling on ribbons. Well, it's swinging to on and ribbons. fro over things. They're, you know, once At one moment, you got a pool under you. Yeah, over here, you over have, there. You have a, a, yeah. a, a fall break below you. The next minute, you have alligators. You know, it's it, it it's really dangerous. I mean, uh, it's uh, it, yeah. it's 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 a daredevil approach. To I know a couple of guys in Las Vegas um, that uh, performed on the O uh, circuit. Well, actually, it's a it's, it's a house show. Yeah, and really? I mean, these guys are are they're they're nuts. I mean, they're just physical specimens and. You know, they were both out hurt. Yeah. Well, they're exactly. gymnasts. They're yeah, like world class gymnasts, essentially. And but they're hurt all the time. And people people even die. I mean, they were talking about, oh yeah, we had a friend that just died, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, I'm hurt. You know, I got a rotator cuff and I just got surgery or you know, a ligament. Yeah, but wow. uh, you know, I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back in like uh two or three weeks. And it's like the the the, the attentions or the lifespan <laughs> of 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 this um of this industry of, of what you have to do and how fit you have to be. And probably the age restriction, because, you know, you're just not limited. I can't imagine they have oh, anybody, you know, that's like yeah. 50 and beyond swinging from the rafters. I was going to say there's there's probably not a right, lot of right. gray hairs, yeah. no matter how good a shape you're in. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Dangling by a ribbon from the right. rafters through the, the uh, arena. It's it's <laughs> through it's, the it's music you you hear somebody scream oh my lumbago you know or something like that. and and then and then you have the other option for circuses which is I can yeah. juggle I mean it's, it's a, a little bit school. lesser you know you know it's it's a, well everything is in a way but it, it's just the the PT Barnum kind of American circus it's it's a it's a it's skill set wise a lesser beast. But the whole atmosphere involved yeah. is what you're getting there. It, it, it's the, it's secondary what they're doing. I mean, they're juggling and they're they're taming a tame lion, which you yeah. know I wouldn't want to it's do. Kind of a, but still, a variety. That's it's about kind of the most a dangerous show. Yeah, it, it, it's it's uh, it's a step out of like mm-hmm. the sideshows, if if a full step. 
and so you you get into like the mystique of it all, the Americana, the the just the show. Mm-hmm. It's a show. And the Cirque du Soleil is a show, but it's almost more an exhibition. It is. It's an exhibition of uh, talent and, like you said, like gymnast ability. Uh, but it has. A, it all has a story. I mean, they they do wrap it around a story, and it's uh, they're they're pretty good stories that they put together. It's it's you know it's it's, it's oh yeah it's it's a it's a, it's yeah. a production it's a it's a it's stage production theatrics and acrobats. Yeah, and, and there's and there's absolutely no, nothing gay really about isn't. that. No, there's not. I agree. I don't know why you. that even came up. Have you bit? Have you been? Uh, no, I, uh, on the record, yes. I'm not sure where we snagged there. I, I said it I distinctly you, yeah, wasn't it up. gay. Cirque du Soleil. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Well, we agree though. Have you ever yes. been to a circus? What was your experience? So I remember the first time I was at a circus and the first thing I wanted to do was I wanted to go to the freak show. All right. And the freak. Yeah. So the tent, the, the, the whole pomp and circumstance. So we go in and there is this guy up on stage and he's got a hammer and he's got probably got like a 10 penny nail. I don't know, like a six inch nail. And he's like, I'm going to take this right, nail right, right, and I'm right, going right. to hammer it into my face. So go I'm for stand it. in there. And I, I think I'm like, maybe like a sophomore, maybe, yeah, maybe a sophomore in high school, maybe a junior in high school. And I'm standing there kind of like near the stage and I see him and he starts hammering this nail into it, you know, into his nose. Kind of like, the, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. The nasal and immediately cavity. I just start blacking out. I'm like, it was too much for me to handle at that point. I'm like, this can't be happening. Everything went white. I got clammy. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was oh, just like, no. like, I didn't pass out. I wasn't like on the floor laying down. You know, I didn't make a spectacle of myself, but I just kind of stood there in my haze for like about two minutes in my sweaty, clammy haze, just fighting it, fighting it off. You know? <laughs> like, okay, I could do this. But yeah. And, and so I, I finally came wow. And, uh, so I, I was good after that. And then I saw the guy, which I actually had met, you know, several years later, his name was Zamora, the torture King. And he was like, a, he was like a, a one man, usually a one man show. Then he became a two man show with this. I can't remember what he was like rubber boy. I think it was Zamora, the torture King and rubber boy. And they would travel around to like these little, <laughs> like these little bohemian, I like little it. punk rock stops, you know, like little basement shows or yeah. whatever. And uh, right, this guy's right, actually right, right. very, he's world famous. You could type him in Zamora, the torture king. And so he did everything like, you know, laying on nails. He would just suspend himself from hooks. He would, you know, drive, you know, uh, things into his face, you know, like bars or whatever. And then Rubber Boy, I mean, he was kind of like this limber dude. He basically put himself into like a, a 20 inch by 20 inch box, you know, squish himself down in. Zamora would put him in there and it's carry him off the stage. That's it done. Come out. And then they would pass around the jug, you know, for collect money. That's a, that's beautiful. Uh, it, my, my first circus was, I was uh, probably about seven. I'm trying to think. 
And I was so overwhelmed, but like in an enamored sense by everything. And there was like a little sideshow enclave that my mom and dad got into some kind of dispute as to whether I should be taken to. But my dad ultimately took me through there real quick. It was like a little strip, like like a little strip right. off of the main avenue, kind of the way it was like, I was like seven. I can't really remember, but I remember it was like a little trail through like a little kind of different circus and people were, I don't think anybody did the old nail and uh, uh, nasal cavity trick, but they were doing st- like, I can't remember. It was looking back. Yeah. It was like the sideshow extension of the circus. And we got back there. I guess my dad didn't want to piss my mom off too much. So we got back and we sat at the circus, like in like um, mm-hmm. little bleacher kind of seating. I don't remember where we were exactly. This had to be somewhere in Brooklyn of all places. But um, so we're borrowing from Coney Island. You can imagine it's a big right. Why pay? Why pay for it when you get thing, it for free? You know. Well, no, and and the sideshow. I mean, Coney Island is like the birthplace of the sideshow freaks and all that. So I'm sure they they were there en masse. I just wasn't privy exactly. And I was, again, seven. But what my most, my memory that I could still envision is watching a guy in a red jacket yelling, and I was eating peanuts. And I really liked the peanuts because I was able to throw the shells everywhere mm. and nobody was yelling at me. That's you my takeaway from my You were able to freely litter and, the, not, and get away with it. Yes. While this rather entertaining guy was yelling at the crowd in a red shirt or a red jacket. I'm yeah, sure he was the, the ringleader. Ring that's that's my takeaway. That was also my what I want to be. You know, you know how a lot of kids want to be like astronauts? I, I wanted yeah, to be a well, ringleader you know, there, in a circus. There was a distinct possibility. In fact, the percentages went up dramatically just for you walking into that tent of you being abducted and taken into the circus culture and gone on the road. <laughs> that's true. That's that's true. Right. And then I have to make my nut. Right. Maybe even over in England. You don't know where you wind up. You're not in charge of that. You know, but alas I didn't have that good fortune. Wind up you on know, some British Isle in a bad. cage where they just throw you scraps and then take you out for entertainment is uh as you know as was the fashion right uh, wild boy i'm right. wild boy they just don't cut my hair and they don't let me wash up and i'm wild boy yeah. until i'm about what like maybe 11 and then that i don't was, know what happens yeah. they teach me how to juggle that's right and if that i don't pick it up quick thing they kill then. me i mean that was fairly common getting you know shanghaied and uh which by the way is a real term being shanghaied Oh, it, Shanghai is very much a real it term. Is. It's very it is. Much That's a why I brought Portland it up. Term. It, it, yeah, it's it's one of the things I want to do. It's I don't want to say it's on my bucket list because it's not like I want to like traverse the Grand Canyon or some shit like that. But um, uh, what I want to do here coming up, and I've been wanting to do it for a while, is they have tours of these Shanghai locations where there's like trap doors in the floor that you fall down into like a like an underground route and they they show how like people Mm -hmm. would literally shanghai you booze up somebody or you you spike their drink and fall down the trap door They're down below the tavern isn't that amazing that that really happened 
It still happened. That, that really happened. That was the risk you used to take to go outside, and now we can't go outside. Well, no, it's not even that. It, it's, it's, that stuff still happens. I mean, whether you're yeah. talking about, you know, God forbid, trafficking or... Uh, what does it happen? And, yeah. and, and I want to use the term trafficking. I'm, I'm, I'm tongue in cheek. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a harsh stance on uh, that. Kaplowitz Media is anti-human trafficking. That's a hard line stance. You know, and I'm you're, sure you're such a brave person for coming out and doing that. Because I mean, who, who would have? Who would have spoken up for, uh, um, for, for that sort of thing? For being against it? For being against uh, you know human slavery and. Uh, exploitation and everything that goes along with good for you. Yep. It, it, it's it, yeah. It, it was, I'm sure it, it was such a difficult decision for you to make and it was just spare of the moment, but I, I bet, I bet you just feel so good about that right now. Anti-human trafficking Kaplowitz media. Good. good. It feels good. I was worried to say it, but I feel empowered now that I said it out loud. Sometimes, sometimes well, being now you brave can reward yourself. You can reward. go down to the corner and get yourself a, a fancy cappuccino from one of those uh, cappuccino places. Just yeah, watch the out trap, for trap, uh, trap you know, doors. The, yeah, well, well, and, you know, and I can't some get of those out. Coffee places you know, might be in the all. actual real places that uh, where that whole thing happened. Be, right. Yeah, be aware of your right. I'm thinking. It's a good possibility. Mm-hmm. It's a good possibility. Uh, you know, it's it's a shortcoming of mine. I'm seldom aware of my surroundings. I'm really a danger to myself a lot of times when can, I walk right? around Kick town. the can and don't even but, um, pay attention to anything else that's going on. Lots of navel gazing. Lots of, yeah, kicking the can. Can't, can't pass up. You, you, you take me on a walk and, and there's oh, yeah. a, the proper size pebble in front of me. I, I'm kicking it. I can't help but kick it. That thing's so, there for me to kick. I'm of the same mindset, but every once in a while, the problem you get into is like, I'm going to walk up, I'm going to kick that rock, or I'm going to kick that pebble. And invariably, every once in a while, it goes into a rocker panel or the side panel of a car that's parked. And you're like, oh, oh my gosh. Or, well, I actually... Nothing else. That's pretty much the only thing I've done. But you got to be, you got to be careful of that. You kick that rock, and then all of a sudden you see it skipping yeah. down, and then it takes like a hard left, and then it goes, bam, right into the side of a car. And you're like, man, I didn't mean to do that. I just wanted to kick the rock. I wanted to have fun. I wanted to be six. I want to kick the rock, and I kick the rock right into some poor bastard's car. I've, I've well, never it's hard enough. Hard it goes five feet, twenty feet, ten feet, fifty feet. I don't know. I mean. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Five feet and twenty feet—that's a significant well, difference. In I'm going to say the minimum kicking being answered. Kick of the rock for me is going to be—I would say at least twenty feet, right? At least. I'm trying to feet. think. I never really thought in terms of that. Like, how 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 big is like a concrete slab? Well, it's probably like about you know, like a sidewalk. Three, maybe four. Feet, about three maybe feet, five feet. Four and feet. Then, So you, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm traversing maybe six of those if I get a good kick on it uh, on the kind of round. Oh yeah, stone you're, you're talking easily twenty out feet. On me. I'm talking right. like thirty feet. Yeah, I'm talking right. like twenty, thirty and feet. And so if I've it never hit, thought of that before. Yeah. Well, look I'm at a this. Danger. So if it hits like a, a, a part of the concrete that's like eroding, 
or a piece of the concrete that's coming up. And then it takes a, a kick hard left or a kick hard right. Now it either goes into the car that's parked on the side of the street, or it goes right for the groin area for the guy that's watering his lawn on the other side. I mean, Oof. or it hits a dog. Could you imagine hitting a dog? That's almost worse than hitting a person. Somebody huh. sees you kicking a rock into maybe, a dog. You know, okay. So look, maybe we should, maybe we should draft a bill. We should write some policy for the state of Oregon to where you can't kick rocks anymore. You know what I bet? I, it's, it's probably, it's probably I'm already for written. It. I just don't know. I'm yet. for it. I'm, I'm not talking about a complete ban, but I am talking about introducing a lot of unnecessary laws on the back of a solid recommendation. Essentially, I'm thinking there should be size limits to these rocks that we kick. There should be distance limits. I think you should only be able to like, you shouldn't be allowed to backswing your kick because that's trouble. Right. It should be a tap, like only forward not momentum. A running you shouldn't kick. have like not that Charlie Brown approach to kick. it. No running. I'm uh, no, no running, no running. This is on a walk, but I, I really don't even think you should be able to stop. It, it, there should also be some regulations on how long. Maybe it's a little swipe pivot foot plant or a little yeah, I think uh, it's a swipe. It's like an in stride kind of swipe. Yeah. You don't you don't plant you don't plant your foot, the foot you're not kicking with. Of course, you don't you don't kick back your your kicking foot. Well, you yeah, don't you don't swing you don't, it back. You don't pinch it into the sidewalk trouble. in between and the I, uh, I, rock yeah. and your shoe to get some height on it. Because if you you make that screeching sound with your sneaker, now if you make that screeching <laughs> sound, what it does is it alerts everybody That's that bad. you just kicked a rock, and now. Right now they're chasing you down. Right. The we have a rogue with with uh, with samurai swords right. and jelly beans. Samurai, yes, samurai swords and jelly beans is uh, the weapon of choice for angry mobs um, in that particular situation. Uh, yeah, so so yeah. I think um, there sh you should be careful. Jesus, has this happened a lot? Have you wrecked a lot of people's cars by some? No, I, I, I know for sure sidewalk? I did it once when I was a kid. It went, yeah, it went into the side. It went into the side of this. Oh, yeah. No, so this I is what this happened. Was like, I thought this I'm, was I'm, like I'm, Wednesday. I'm walking down the street. I kick a rock, oh, okay. and it goes into the side of this forest green Corvette. Hits it in the back, hits it in the back quarter panel. Wait, hold, hold, hold on, hold, hold. Hold hold on, I gotta stop you. A forest like a like racing a dark, green Corvette, like a I don't dark think I've forest green. A I'm not a car guy. Corvette. I don't think I've mm. seen that color on a Corvette. It's usually like a Jaguar. Right. It's usually like a more continental well, green. Green green's an uh, unlucky car. color for racing cars, and, 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 so anyway, that's why a lot anyway. of people don't paint their cars. Yeah, it's a, it's unlucky for racing. You never put green. Is it really? You never, you never put green on your paint. Now it's a little, it's changed a little bit, but that was yeah, you don't want to put green on, on I a motorcycle. I never knew you that. You want to put green on a car. But anyways, so I kick it, and this guy, this guy got a lot from us when we were kids, just, just by happenstance. We didn't even know. So I remember we did a car wash, okay? We were doing a neighborhood car wash, and we're walking around uh, it was me, Raleigh Laredo, my my little Cuban friend that lived up the street from me, and uh, and and his older <laughs> brother, Cuban friend. his older brother, uh, 
his older brother Albert, and uh, it was my brother Dominic, and I can't remember who else was. But we're going door to door, and you know, we want to wash cars. So we go out to this guy's car. He's like, "Oh yeah, we'll wash your car. You know, I'll give you fifty cents." So we go out there, and you know, we hose it down. We're washing it down. Well, and we're 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 young, right? I mean, maybe second grade, third grade. Yeah, we're yeah we're hustling. So we don't oh, wow we don't You're know the difference already. between wow we don't know the difference between soaps. Good on okay, you. So we have a bucket, we oh, have no. some sponges, and we use this hose, and we have a, a can mm-hmm. of Ajax. <laughs> oh no! We, Are you yeah. kidding? This is like a dentist no. the menace. So we Are you sure this, this wasn't a dentist? Are top to bottom, front to back. Oh with no! Ajax. Got Ajax, every nook and right. cranny and the because guy you comes were very out careful. And then there's just swirls <laughs> all over the car. And we're like, oh, man, this, what's going on here? We 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 didn't know, you know, because we didn't know that. And then then you got to try to scrub the swirls. I mean, no, out we didn't even know what what how to get the swirls out. We just kind of like apologize. No, I would assume I didn't scrub hard enough at that age, and 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 I'm almost clean. So I, I got to go do back. this a little more. Yeah, this I, can't I, you be know what? This is next time I talk to my so mom, it must I need say, more. Mom, whatever happened to that guy? Did you guys have to pay for his car to go get detailed and get those swirls taken out of it? Yeah, taking them, taking, taking, taking. But to you know Mako what? I, I look, I, I or whatever back in the too, day because it, back then, Earl Shy, right, the turtle wax, it pretty much had. Uh, an abrasive compound in it anyways and it was going to leave swirls on your car so whether you do it with ajax or whether you're trying to buff out your car or polish your car with like turtle wax you were still going to get the same effect so you know what mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i don't blame myself i feign responsibility on the whole entire thing I, I, not my fault i blame everyone but myself i, I be. believe you may be rationalizing a bit i believe I believe I don't as staunchly believe in you rationalizing as I do in capitalist media coming out as a media company against human trafficking and all its horrible forms. But I think you might be rationalizing it a little bit, but it doesn't mean it's your fault. It's no, not I'll like tell you, you whose fault to, it was. Screw up this guy. It's after car. learning years later. No, it's it's not my fault it's, it's, because it's, the it's guy, still not yours. Right. The guy it's, had a racing alert. car oh, okay. Okay, painted just, green. Okay, so now you got a green racing car. Bad luck, you know. It's it's count Who's your lucky ignorant? stars that you only got some swirls in your paint. Now, why is there literally a color? Why is there literally a color called racing but green? But you're not supposed to race with green. Whatever God he prays to, that it was only swirls in the paint or a uh, a, a mark from the rock that I accidentally kicked into his back quarter panel, rather than him being in a, in a twisted mangle. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! So, so you kicked so, yeah, a rock was, into his quarter panel, and that was the first part of the story, right? You used so I said, Ajax you to me, clean, uh, yeah. Of the green car. Oh, this is right. all connected. So I, this is the, the saga of the green car. Yeah, yeah. You had asked me a ballad, uh, if you if, will, if I had you know kicked a rock, and I said, yeah, I kicked a rock yeah, into wow. this guy's car. I thought these would. This is amazing. Did did, did you do anything? No, else that's pretty much it. Property? But look, I am chalking it up to the, look. It wasn't my fault. I think it was fate. I think it was out of my hands because this guy had a racing car. This guy had a hot rod. 
painted green and he should have <laughs> known <laughs> the dangers of having a green car and like i said before he should be thankful that he's not wrapped up in a bunch of twisted metal after hitting a telephone pole or getting t-boned by a semi truck that he only got a little uh, a little ding in his back quarter panel and got some swirls you know he's he was alive you get you get hired you get hired to wash your car exactly the car it's is not clean. my fault he he's got bad You've luck done your job. You know, he's got a bad luck car yeah the 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 rest is fine print was a contract signed was there even fun no was the car clean what was i hired to do you're welcome that's how i would do it if i were your attorney anyway um god forbid but yeah, I'm, I'm unpacking this for some reason. I'm uh, I'm, I'm stuck with this mm -hmm. racing green thing because there is a racing green color, but it, it seems to be almost. And I'm I'm thinking off the top of my head here, almost like uh, I don't want to say ironic, but it's usually not on racing cars. It's on kind of sporty sedans. It's it, it's mm -hmm. it's like on high end, like again, like the Jaguars do right. a lot of racing green, right. but ultimately it's a sedan more than a racing machine. You know, so why racing green? So that green? racing green I, it, was probably about the same color, me. if not the exact color of this guy's Corvette. So back in the day, he probably had a racing green Corvette. I can't believe, I cannot believe anybody would buy a green Corvette. Is that as egregious well, a look, trespass I could to no. you as it is to me? Or maybe the I can tell you one thing. If anybody all, asks you, it's say, hard. hey, man, you want to go down to the corner store? Yeah, sure, let's go. And he pulls up in a green car. You run, you run away. Nope. Well, now, a, a green sedan, right. again, that's fine. Um, I, I'm not a fan of green, necessarily. Um, but... You know, first of all, green to me kind of triggers a gross reaction. Well, it means it's infection. Uh, it, not not my favorite color. I exactly. I don't think outside in trees and grass. I think uh, is 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 what I think. But um, it's not as egregious if on a sedan. But yeah, if somebody says, "Hey, you ready?" and they're honking a horn outside, and you open up the door, and it's like a race, like 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 a sports car. Shut the door and lock it in green. No, right. You you, you and you don't know that person anymore. Look through the window and wave it's him away risk. violently At with that one point, of your hands. Get the hell out of here. Perhaps one of your fingers. You're no longer welcome here, and by here meaning my life, green sports car fella. Ugh, I, I, some people I just don't understand yeah, how they're allowed to make decisions on their own. Mm -hmm. And get it sponsored. Another one, uh, but uh, you, you know, it, it almost uh, in the interest of waffling. It, it almost seems like the kind of thing I would fall for because uh, if I'm in the market for, say, a Camaro or a Corvette, which I'm not, I'm not that guy. But if I'm in the market for something like that and there's like a white one, a red one, a black one, mm -hmm. and then this, the, 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 this mucus green one, this sinus infection green, but the sinus infection green is like 20% off for the same car. 
it's just they can't move that green. All right. I'm well, yeah. Okay. It. So look, what you you get, you right? get a hundred, you get one hundred fifty dollars off of your car, and then two oh, weeks what? later, oh. you're getting a leg amputated. Now what? It's like what? What's what? What was the trade off? It's like oh, but you know what? I I lost a leg. Well, 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 well. Now what? I hope it's not a manual because but it's like no yeah, way you know, one hundred fifty bucks is worth it. I got this nice, situation. pretty green car out of it. No, forget it. Well, is it even pretty though? You, you you just sit there with it in your driveway, lamenting the fact that it's green, and then what you have to do inevitably barring the obvious situation that's inevitable where you wreck it and you lose a leg is you have to realize, look, I, I saved some money on this, but I didn't because I'm going to take the, with that money I saved, I'm going to take it down to Earl Scheib and for what was it? Five, oh, yeah, I don't know. It's like how, how much did Earl Scheib paint? No, no, he, for? no, it was, was like, I don't know. It's like he, was he, he, he had like the $99 paint job, day? I think. Yeah. Or, or something like that. So something ninety nine, or was it just ninety nine? Yeah. Or paint any car? You got to take it there, and you got to yeah, paint probably it like black. What what goes over Rattle green? Him. Black. That's that, right? And and there goes and 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 it's never going to be perfect. So you wind up spending the same mm. amount of money, and every time you open your door, there's like a little Still bit of green, a green on car. the inside of the uh, you know of your door frame. It's still a and green I, car. And now it's right. not. And even now you have a crappy paint job over it's it. It's a rattle can paint black. job for ninety nine bucks, and it's got bubbles everywhere. And there's nothing you can do. You can't shine it up. Mm. And nothing. Yeah, you are full of regret, and you're just sitting out there. And even when you can't see the green spots that remain, you know exactly where they are. So when you're looking at them from the right side, where it's black, you still know on the other side it's green. And you're missing a leg. And it, it, it's it's lament. It's regret. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. And you're also missing a leg and you can't drive it. You, 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 there's nothing you can do. Because if it's, again, if you, if you need to employ the clutch and you have one leg. I don't know. Can you drive a stick shift with one leg? You probably could. I don't want to jump to conclusions, you know, but it seems like it would be very hard. Yeah, I, I dare say that I've done it when I've had a cast. Be pretty quick down there. On my foot or on my leg or I had a bum leg. I had to use my left foot and then do the operational sequence from there. My left foot. When I was a kid, the movie I never My Left it. Foot came out. You remember that with Daniel Day-Lewis? I watched it, and I was so proud of myself. I don't remember how old it was. I, I, people at home could do the math. I don't care. I saw it shortly after it came out. It was already like available on VCR. That, that's when I saw it. I believe it was a VCR uh, videotape. But um, you could kind of ballpark the point in time there. But I remember sitting through it, and it was so pivotal because I felt like, hey, I sat through that movie. It wasn't fun. It wasn't easy. But I got something for it. I could feel myself enriched by it. I made it all the way through. I think I See, I did the same in thing. The arts. I, I did the same thing I think with maybe Willy I'm Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. I got the same. No, no, I, no. The original one with Gene John, Wilder. I got uh, the same cultural enrichment and this this feeling that I can do anything after oh, watching okay. that movie. 
It's interesting. It's interesting that uh, Willie. Uh, do you remember the particular part of Willy Wonka? Because I don't. Re- I don't even. Before you ask me the same question, what particular part of the movie no, stays no. emblazoned in your mind to this day? I would say none. From my no, life. I mean other it, than it, like it, a lot of writhing around awkward scene to scene. It has its moments and like a lot of it's, weird it's all perfectly put together. It's the best thing I think ever. But I think in particular, I think when Charlie Bucket is looking through the window of the candy store and he sees all the kids in there spending their money, you know, spending their allowance. And, you know, Charlie's been, I don't know, doing what he does. I I think he was picking up dirt or lint and yeah, yeah. He was a street urchin pretty much. He's probably, so he's looking in there and just seeing this excessive waste and just this almost like this, eroticism of of candy worship and all these kids pulling things off the uh off the shelves and eating this and then the guy and the 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 shop owner the shopkeep is participating and they're singing a song and he just looks in there longingly and then he just kind of walks away you know i mean i think i identified with him at that point and from him going mm. from basically nothing to a street urchin to getting everything in the world and not having nothing done nothing for it. I, I saw my opportunity. I'm like, if Charlie bucket can do it, it's inspiring. Yeah. If Charlie bucket can, can, can like, fall backwards yeah. into Why can't I? this dream job of his, then I can too. And not, yeah, and not have to work for it. Right. Right. You there yet? No, dude, I'm still working on it. Did, did you get there yet? Okay. But I, I mean, it doesn't mean it's going to, ha- it's not going to happen. You know, it could still happen for you. And, and yeah, I, I, I mm-hmm. liked that movie, your movie, Willy Wonka, Chocolate Factory, oh, so much terrible. that I, fell asleep I refuse like eight to this day to see Johnny Depp's remake. I, I I just won't do it. I ju- I I'm almost in fear of that movie. There's a, there's certain movies like that in those situations, like remakes that yeah. or, or remakes are far flung sequels. That is a whole prequels. other episode. Scare I mean, me. We can go down that rabbit hole right now, but I really don't think we can or we should. You know. Uh, we we should keep it a little settled on time, but yeah, that's definitely let's um let, let's uh, mark that for a future show. Scary prequels, sequels, and remakes. But just keeping to that, I mean, you can't. It, Gene Wilder should be no, Jackie Robinson. It is nobody could wear Jackie Robinson's number. It's retired. He was the man across MLB. He was the man. You shouldn't be able to redo Gene Wilder performances. Why would you want to? Do you really think you could do it better than him? Do you really think you could find right. something there that he didn't find? No. Comedically? It's not possible. In a comedic situation? Not it's not there. It's not there. And, and I'll tell you what. Here's something we could do, do real quick at the end. Gene Wilder, we lost him not too, too long ago. It was a big deal. It's a loss. And by loss, I mean what's left behind is nothing. There's not, it's a void. You know, it's a void. 
what happens when his buddy Mel Brooks dies? I've thought about this. When Mel Brooks dies, a well, lot he has such a large him. body of work. I mean, it's going to be obviously huge. been living well beyond, of course. Which is going to go on with that, and and, and exactly, it's going to no. live beyond him. But it, it's and it's. I don't think he's cranking him out now. But there's something about it that just when he's not well, here, it's like any great, regardless like- of that body work he leaves behind, it's sealed. It's sealed. You could you you he could might. still strike it rich for no reason, Dion. He might still pump out another something. No, you don't well, know. It's like when all the great, but then when you know, when all the you greats know, go by. And I mean, it's over. When, when Sid Caesar and it's like a or seal. Dean Martin. I mean, you look at you look at the Rat Pack and you look at Dean Martin and. Joey Bishop and Frank Sinatra and all these guys, it, it was, it was commonly, I think, interpreted that F- Frank was like the leader of the Rat Pack. And that was completely untrue. It was Dean Martin, which was pulling the strings in that Rat Pack. I mean, he is his, sure. I think his, his, his body of work, he, he was so huh. prolific both in and out of doing those movies that he, I think he really planted that flag. I mean, it's like, I think, I think Frank Sinatra thought he was the one, Interesting. When in fact Dean Sinatra, or when Dean Martin knew that Dean was the one that was doing it, I mean that that was bringing it all together. Uh, you know, I don't know a lot about them, but I, I I need to look into that and see what I think about it. I'll, I'll take your it word for it true. though, because you seem more knowledgeable than me, and you said it over the internet, so it must be true. But um, yeah, I'll look into that. But I think. When they died, there were still crooners because essentially they're crooners. There was still, God forbid, Harry Connick Jr. It wasn't over. You know, the Rat Pack, it's never going to happen again. That well, extension. They, well, they were entertainers, the though. They, they're, they're, crooners, they're, 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 they're always crooners. And beyond that. My thing is when Mel Brook dies, when Mel Brook dies, Way back to the old Borscht Belt. Done. It's the final done. Dating way back to the Catskill Mountains Borscht Belt. That line of Jewish comedy. Strictly Jewish comedy. Or I should say Jewish comedians. Or, it, it, well, collect- I don't have to be too it's, careful. It's, 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 it's the Jewish connection the old school. I hope I can school. still say that. It's over. Because there's there, there's new there's new Jewish comedians. Don't get me wrong; it's still something we get into. But he's still yeah, as right. People, he's still holding that line that goes all the way back. It's a different lineage. It doesn't go all the way back. Right, right. It's still a living totally. branch. It's still a living branch on the tree. But when he's gone, it's not. And that's okay. So real quick, and real I always quick before we sign off. Like. Who do, just living who in do that you world. think is uh is the torchbearer? Who do you think sure, sure, sure. carries the baton, or is carrying the baton right now, forward of with, with with that whole, um, with that whole thing that he had. Yeah, who 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 do you who do you right? So there's no heir apparent. Mel there's Brooks. nobody. No one. No one. That that's that. No, there is no heir apparent. There well, is nobody. Not, no. First of oh, all, yeah. it's a sign of the times. You can't make movies like he no, did anymore. No. That vault is closed. You can't. You you can't do Blazing Saddles now. 
I don't know when you will be able to again if you are. And and if you are at a later time and somebody comes along to fill it, it's still its own separate lineage. There is no you can't think of anybody off him. that torch. There's nobody for him to hand it to. There is nobody that he is, is the alpha. He is the omega. Close, no. both either in stand up or no, no. I'm asking you. I... Uh, do, do, are are you getting at thinking you have a guy? No, I I I can't think of anyone. I can't think of anyone um, because it wouldn't be a stand-up comic. It wouldn't be like a Jeffrey Ross kind of guy or a Jeff Ross kind of guy. Um, it would be a filmmaker making those kind of films and nobody's making those kind of films, let alone from a Jewish perspective. Content-wise, nobody's making it, let alone from the Jewish lineage of the old Borscht Belt. Definitely nobody's making it. And anybody okay. else is like a is somewhere right. between a reasonable so and there unreasonable is nobody facsimile that has of it. Picked up anything? It's not that lineage that he has done and carried it on. Mm-hmm. He's touched it. The Cone Brothers kind of are occasionally a reminiscent of it. I mean, if I had to really, really reach, but I don't think they'll be allowed to do what they really want to do if they really wanted to pay homage to it. And at that point, Mel Brooks never paid homage no, to himself. No, well, he was he was he was broken. You're from still one paying moment. homage. You're still not part of that branch. So I, it's it's going to be a hmm. sad day. I don't know. Or, or maybe we'll all be. Well, dead think by about that. think about anybody that's out there that's you know, even doing the anything remotely similar, like or like carrying on the. No, neither am I. Have you seen like on honestly, I'm not very up to snuff on movies and you know, they're not they're not even making movies now. You, you know, so but no, as far as I, comedies, I have you seen movies, what comedies so look like as of late? TV. They're not good. Like I, blanket statements aside, there's not a lot of good comedies coming down the pike. And I'm sure maybe I'll get blowback on that, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's rough out there. For a right. while, Will Ferrell was on a roll, but that's a distinctly different form of comedy. And I can't tell you who the directors were of those because I'm not a I'm not a movie geek. I have trouble sitting through movies. But the new comedy movies mm-hmm. are very much signs of the times where everything is very safe and very right. okay. Right. And so not uh, if if I could that's probably make an analogy, to to comedy is not supposed to lull comedy. At least comedy movies are kind of like bumper cars in a nice, safe little environment. Can't go too fast, can't go too slow, can't get whiplash. Whereas comedies of yore, comedies of old, were more like smash em up derby back in the day. You know, the Valachi twins. Or what, who, who were those guys in, in Happy right. Days? The Valachi right. brothers, the Valachi right. smash, you know? <laughs> the difference i'm I'm gonna wrap it up here because the difference in comedy these days is back in the days of your y-o-r-e it was as if dion was kicking a rock and nowadays it's as if some kicking it down the street but maybe kicking it into the gutter as to be nice and safe lamely well then you got the lawnmower then you ding the lawnmower safely into the grass so as not to trip anyone over it all right. So, and that's that. Uh, it's a scary world.